Hey everyone and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday the 16th of June and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavina. And on today's show we're going to talk about a man that was killed in Las Vegas over a $20 gaming voucher. A beauty parlor owner was arrested over the murder of South Korean K-pop DJ and a California deputy has been shocked at an acquittal of an attacker who shot at her. These stories and much more on today's show. We're going to lay it out. Crime time. Wow. It's crime time. Oh, crime action. Time. Nonstop right. action. That's a teaser, people. That's a. Te- <laughs> that's what you call that. Right. But look, I do want to. I do want to say though, we're all fathers in this room, and that I of course, am. Father's Day. This Some week. of us have procreated. A number of times. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You have to have a license to drive a car, but you don't have to have a license to be a dad or a father. Yeah. That's it takes a real man to be a dad. Anybody can be a father. One of us is taking care of things, so he won't be procreating anymore. All right. One of us procreated twice in the same time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You shot the, it's a double shot. Shot, a double shot. Double yeah. shot. Double shot. Twin, the, twin uh, power. I procreated biologically twice but then i have two that i raised yeah since they, they were young they're they're my babies too oh, love right? that so, right love that i got five two different baby yeah. mamas yeah they yeah well, i got two different two, two different mamas. two different lives with two different baby mamas yeah yeah but i and you know what that, one i run toward one i run away from <laughs> right and but uh shout out to the moms too they they're, yeah, they're really the ones that get it done. No, not in this day. This day's about us. <laughs> they got, they got like twenty four days on the calendar that are that. This is our, this is our day. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, this is our day, right? Because you don't do Valentine's Day and Mother's yeah. Day and all that stuff, right? Right. But some of us are just, you know. Well, shout out to all. The- I might even fart in the house. You know, like you know, oh I might God. even just oh, sit Lord. in the living room, watch some tube, and and. Uh, and let a few out. I'm 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 sorry, Mike's wife. That you Jerry, you can call that. her Jerry Ann. She, she, she said you're allowed to call her Jerry. <laughs> Jerry is Miss a real Jerry. Trooper. Miss Jerry Miss is Jerry. a real trooper. She certainly is. That's so, right, my right. queen. Well, we're gonna get into some crime time. A Las Vegas man has killed his friend over a twenty dollar gaming voucher. Nice. Yeah. What do you? What do you can relate to that? Maybe yeah. not the killing part. Dude, I got one sitting on my bedside table. There you go. A 40-year-old man is in custody after a housekeeper reportedly found his 35-year-old friend deceased inside a hotel room on the Las Vegas Strip. On mm-hmm. Sunday, June 11th, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department responded to a report of an unresponsive man. At a hotel room. Oh, he was unresponsive, all right. <laughs> Officers found a male victim suffering from a gunshot wound, and medical personnel pronounced him dead at the scene. A housekeeper who initially found the victim, Martel Merrill, dead at the Excalibur Hotel, observed a blood stain coming out of a door. Mm-hmm. That's usually a, not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Not a good sign. The suspect, Christopher Mason, was staying in the hotel room with Merrill. And another person. Now, on the Saturday night prior, Merrill's girlfriend allegedly called hotel security and said a man known as Quasi was holding a gun up to his head. Hotel security then called 911. A man and his Quasi? 
His quasi. name was Quasi. Oh, was it Quasi Nada? He was known as Quasi. I'm like, what's a Quasi? I've never had one. I want, I want a Quasi. That's a pretty cool nickname, one? probably. Quasi. Quasi. That's what they call me. Is it Quasi Nada? Quasi <laughs> The woman reportedly told officials she was on the phone with Merrill when he got into a dispute with another person regarding a $20 gaming voucher. She heard a loud noise and gasping before she called security. Investigators observed Mason on surveillance video entering an elevator that night and leaving the hotel. They also found a text message from Mason on Merrill's phone asking about the $20 gaming voucher. And they noticed a call between Merrill and his girlfriend that lasted around 23 minutes corroborating the girlfriend's story. When police showed the girlfriend the photo of Mason, she reportedly identified him as Quasi. The mm. criminal apprehension team, which is a special unit of the Las Vegas Police Department, located Mason, took him into custody on Monday. He was booked on a charge of first-degree murder, and he remains without bail. All over $20, $20. gaming voucher. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And for you, those of you who don't know, they, when I used to go to Vegas way back in the day, like if you did slot machines, I actually had the coins that came out and you mm-hmm. had to carry around the big buckets. Now it's all these tickets. They spit out yeah. the ticket and you can feed the ticket to the machine and whatever, right? So $20 ticket and he'd be dead. Well, in, well, in his it, mind, that was going to, that 20 was going to turn into oh, the million. Absolutely. And, and hey, he, you can't win if you don't spin it, yeah. right? And, and that's the way it is. Look, and and I'll say this about it. That was at the Excalibur. I, I, that's a major I, I, hotel. So you, you're not talking the days in on you know, you know four four the, blocks the over. The Excalibur is one of the MGM properties. It's right next door to the Luxor. And so actually it, it's – it's the Mandalay at the very, almost beginning. the very end, yeah, the, or the beginning, however you look at it. And then the um, Luxor, then the Excalibur, and Excalibur has a walkway to, the, to New York and to uh, the big MGM. So it's all those, and they have a rail and stuff that runs it. But I went to the, uh, the McGregor, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Connor. What's Connor McGregor. Connor and, and Mayweather. We were, we were there for the oh, fight. Oh, did you? And I went to the, uh, How yeah, the hell but did you not let I, me know? I couldn't get the tickets to the, to be in the arena, but I got uh, at the Ex- Excalibur. I had paid up for the big thing where they had the yeah, big the arena. Screen, the big thing. Yeah. They had some, you know, brought all your drinks and everything and whatever. So that's the last time I've been there. But yeah. well, it's not on them. I mean, Vegas, you talk about the criminal apprehension team, nobody from there that lives there is from there. It's kind of like Orlando, right? right? And uh, Vegas had a lot of tragedies, and you don't usually hear about them at these properties because they kind of keep it a little bit hush-hush, but you heard about it here on Real Life Real Crime Daily. All right, let me tell you another thing. Vegas is hot most of the year, right? um, Been there way too many times, not on pleasure mostly for work, but this story, y'all, is – horrible and i actually lived this in another way and i'll tell you about it in a minute but there was a four-year-old police canine named aaron um who was had been on the job for a year and a half uh, on the force and, and he has died from heat exhaustion after being left in an air conditioner patrol car that unexpectedly shut off when the officer was away from the vehicle this incident occurred on Monday, June 12th in Houston, Texas. And y'all know how hot it is in June in, Ugh, in Houston. Horrible. Uh, the cement jungle, right? Uh, and when the, 
the officer left his canine uh, in the dog. The unit was running and it's air con- air conditioning and all that. And it, you you leave it on your whole shift. The canine officers do, and, and, and they get the canines out for whatever they need to use it. But when we're not chasing somebody or doing whatever, they're locked up in the car and it's running. But when Aaron's handler returned to the vehicle, it was discovered the engine had been shut off and Aaron was in distress. Aaron was immediately transported to an emergency vet clinic but died from heat exhaustion. Um, Houston vehicles, as all of them are, and I'll tell you about it in a second, are equipped with a system that notifies the handler, sounds the horn, activates cooling fans, and rolls down the car windows if for some reason the vehicle shuts down, right? Mm. The Houston Police Department says we'll now be investigating Aaron's death to figure out exactly what happened and how the vehicle malfunctioned uh, so it won't happen again. Now, right here in the LP, one day we had been chasing this guy who actually, he was a career burger, but he was famous. He even broke in like Madonna's house into her safe. And he he was known for every time the cops got after him. He'd been on America's Most Wanted and everything else. Every time cops got after him, he ran. He had affinity for Corvettes, blah, blah, blah. So we had information that he was in in the town of Walker, right, and living there. And, uh, you know, briefed everybody but on it said don't get on the radio because we know he monitors police band radio and all that and I mean I'm not I'm not gonna throw shade but the, the guy and he's still there to this day that when he knew about it and he happened to ride by and this asshole is actually cutting his grass and he sees him and instead of waiting on backup because he knows he's going he's going to run it's going to be a shit show he is overzealous and, and rolls up on him and calls out. He's getting on him like fuck. And I was I, I was the one working with the U.S. Marshals tracking him down. And but I just told him to say, "Y'all ride by this residence if you see someone." Anyway, long story short, gets into a foot pursuit. He runs. We set up a big perimeter. All the canines come in. It was so hot that we had multiple canine units come in because they would. Uh, work one canine till it got too hot, and then, then they put it up in the car and work the other one. Well, the, the units were set with these alarms, right? And they actually have an alarm on their belt. The the canine handlers do if the if the engine shut off, it goes off on their belt also. Well, guess what? It didn't work. Mm. The, the car died, and when they went back to get him to swap them out again to use the canine again, the canine had been locked up in that oven and I was one of the first ones on the scene he's calling in officer down and I was first one there and we got him out of the car and I actually gave that dog mouth to mouth and he didn't live and the inside of the unit was torn up from when he was trying to claw to get out God, and stuff poor baby and, and, oh and, and, but God. you know what the I wish we'd, we'd had it um, parish forensics out of Bruce Hart or, or Mr. Roy, Mr. Mr. Roy. Roy, and and, and uh, for them to handle uh, um, that death because those canines, man, they save my ass all the time, and and we don't have anything like that here. No, and, 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 and uh, I'm sure there uh, there's a lot of people feeling 
pretty bad about what happened here. And and it, it happened. It's happened again in in uh, here yeah, just recently. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And and uh, and well, and it's a great tribute to the animal to uh, to uh, put them in the, I mean, the hands of Roy and his and his team and let them do the cremation and right, let them right. put, uh, put the ashes put, in a, uh, a, 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 a really classy, uh, uh, respectful urn. They give you uh, well, lots of different choices. You want to talk about, I was going to say, let's talk about that real quick. My, my, my father-in-law is on me, my main shelf in my living room, and he's in a Harley urn. Right, he is. He's an American badass, right? And then, so it's a Harley urn. And I know uh, Parish Forensics and, and, and Roy and him, they, but they, you just, you know, that's a bad time, man, for anything, whether it's your pet or it, it's your loved one. And I can think of no, no greater send off and no greater love than what Parish Forensics does for anyone. They, they have, as a, unfortunately, as a client. And, and let me tell you, the feeling that you have from that, the time where you're, uh, you're delivering your right. pet uh, and when you get it back, right. it's, a, it's a very uneasy time. When you, when you get them back right. in that form, right. it, it is like getting them back in right. a way. And uh, and there's a there's a piece that comes with it, and there's uh, there's a certain comfort in in being able to to look at uh, a remembrance of, uh, in my case, Deuce, and and uh, and thinking fondly on all the memories with him. And so between you know it's uh, uh, Louisiana Funeral Services, right? One eight hundred cremate if right. you're in the state of Louisiana, or uh, go online to uh, LouisianaFuneralServices.com. And uh, and one eight hundred funeral if uh, if you need funeral services and, and, and for you funeral parlors uh, they do incredible work in uh, uh, on autopsy and uh, and embalming and and uh, working with parishes across the state. They, you know, with, when the autopsies and the, and the embalming is done in the same place, it saves them from having to be transported into the funeral home and then embalming and all that stuff. Uh, the you know, it's just, you have 41 parishes. There's 64 parishes yeah, in the state yeah, of Louisiana. 41, or 41, that tells you how much it is. And and anyway, I don't want to keep talking about it. I know it's a morbid subject to people, but it's not if you need them. And, and anyway, all right. So, y'all, sad story, but this unfortunately happens all the time. And, damn, I got some Debbie Downer today uh, right off the bat. Nobody likes to hear about no K nine Honey, you can take your earmuffs off. Yeah. Uh, let's go international. Here we go, international correspondent. South Korea, South Korea. Guess, are there any Korean barbecue places around here? Does anybody do Korean yeah. barbecue? I, I've had some, but um, several here in Livingston Parish. I mean, they are all over the place in L.A. Like every yeah. corner, yeah. Korean barbecue. The kids I grew up on Korean barbecue and and uh, taco stands. Haven't uh, and then and some taco stands, but they were they were bigger into the Korean barbecue. But uh, Jim, I know, is a big has become a big no, K-pop fan I'm thanks not. to his daughters. K-pop. No. Well, this is a uh, a story out of South Korea about a popular K-pop DJ. Um, K-pop who, is 
is that like a style of music or something? Korean yeah. pop. Yeah, so, so it's like techno Korean for pop. Korean. It's kind of like uh, Backstreet Boys, but yeah, so they're boy Korean. Bands. It's like Korean boy well, bands. Oh, they have girls. They have girls. Huge K-pop girl band. This is a girl. I'm old as fuck. Um, <laughs> so am I. I just have young girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, South Korean K-pop DJ and influencer BJ Young, who was 33, was last seen alive two days before her body was found wrapped in a mat and dumped in the Kandal province of Cambodia on June 6th. Mm. Investigators traced her last movements to a beauty clinic owned by 30-year-old Lei Wen Xiao and his 39-year-old girlfriend, Kai Hui Wan. Viral press reported that Yong, who was followed by half a million people on social media, Damn. appeared to have a broken neck and her body was covered in bruises. Wen Xiao and Hui Yuan reportedly claimed when questioned by police that the popular DJ died at their Phnom Penh clinic on June 4th after suffering a seizure while being given a saline drip during what was presumably a medical procedure. So this, uh, uh, this uh, influencer and uh, music star was, uh, was somebody who was prone to getting uh, – you know, a variety of different plastic surgeries, and she had been to uh, these people uh, before. So the the couple panicked when everything happened, and uh, and so that that led them to try and cover up their crime. So they wrapped uh, Young in a red mat. They put her in the trunk of their car. They drove more than fifty miles before dumping her body. Um, she was. Uh, she was said to be traveling in Cambodia. She's described as being beauty obsessed and had previously undergone breast enhancement surgeries as well as other procedures. Police are investigating despite the confession from the beauty clinic owners and are trying to determine whether Young suffered the injuries before or after where, where, she died. What it, I mean, I understand she died, but where did all the injuries come from? You can't get the injuries after you die. Well, that's why they're still investigating this in cooperation with I mean, the that criminal force. like somebody beats the shit out of her. the uh, Kandal provincial uh, provincial commissioner. Uh, they're conducting an investigation into the uh, into the case, searching for any witnesses who may have seen any strangers in the area or uh, vehicle to transport uh, the body. The cause of death has not been determined officially, and the Chinese couple are being held in custody while the investigation continues. Um, uh, uh, it sounds like they believe they may be that these uh, these two, the Chinese couple that provides the uh, the cosmetic services might be covering up for somebody or something else. Uh, the embassy in South Korea has been formed and the family of the victim has been contacted. They will provide extra information through diplomatic channels to assist in the police investigation. But yes, it's interesting, a strange situation and unfortunately a young talent who is gone well let me tell you what i what i know about k-pop so my daughters when they were 13 14 absolutely freaks for k-pop man oh my gosh uh that's all i heard all night long was korean pop music and korean pop on the computer and korean pop yeah. on the tv it's crazy and uh yeah they these these korean pop stars uh we went to a concert took them to a concert when they were 14 in houston 
There must have been a hundred thousand people at that. Oh, they're extremely popular. But here's the interesting thing: they are overworked almost to death. They practice eight to nine hours a day on dancing every day. No days off. If they gain a half a pound, it's hell to pay. Really. Um, it's it, it borders on abuse, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I actually got there was a documentary that they were watching one day, and I sat down and watched it with them. And I mean, after that was over, we were all sad for for those K-pop stars. Yeah. So they're they're yeah, it's it you know uh, that culture uh, is very you know they're obviously very hardworking, uh, but they're very competitive, and they will. Uh, they will literally work themselves into a death. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So, so, so Jim, uh, Jungkook, V, or Jimin? I know Jungkook. Jungkook? That, that, so that he yeah. was your favorite? No. Well, I but, so it's just it was one of my guys. daughter's so favorites. Jim's favorite BTS member yeah. was Jungkook. So. Yeah. My, my daughter. They're going to love this segment, by the way. I'm going to play it for them. My daughters were into um, Harry Styles and his crew, whatever they are. What was the name of that band? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Come on, man. Everybody. All my twenty, the both of them are twenty four. It was an English of the dude Simon uh, found them. <laughs> I can't believe Simon I can't. Cowell, my daughter's gonna kill this me. This is why we need. It's, this Harry is why Styles, we need. Like, but it's not Harry. But it was, it was a boy uh, band, and then Harry went on one, 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 one Direction. One Direction. Okay. You've heard of that, huh? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but this is as big. That's a that's good analogy, yeah. and and the height of the boy band craze in this country is uh, analogous well, as well. Mine was Menudo. Menudo. Because <laughs> you knew all Ricky the, mem- all the members were getting, the were getting abused by Jose Menendez. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Uh, All right, uh, look. Let's. Last week we were just talking on an episode about the I I ten I twelve corridor and how drugs traffic from Texas to Florida kind of thing. Uh, Well, Walker, Louisiana, which is right probably two miles from where we're recording right now, Mm -hmm. the Walker police seized seven pounds of a cocaine during a traffic stop three and a half kilos approximately yeah Yeah. uh they arrested two suspects they seized that seven pounds of cocaine and it was at a stop on i-12 right there at the walker exit according to the pd officers made a traffic stop and while questioning the occupants of the vehicle officers became suspicious that the vehicle may have contained contraband. They contacted the LPSO, Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, K-9 team to assist. A search of the vehicle revealed several sealed packages which tested positive for cocaine. The vehicle driven by the suspects, a 2018 Dodge Charger. Yep. That's a cocaine uh, right. magnet. <laughs> Was found to have three. Is it, is it real? Yeah, no, they, they, I mean. Well, no, actually, they they use uh, up-to-date cars and stuff like that. But most of the time, the biggest alert, um, single alert is if it's a single female. 
driving the vehicle. But the, the, I'm sure in this one, it, uh, you know, if you get a several males, you also have to look for follow up cars, and a lot of times they'll be following, or they'll be running interference. They'll run through and get the cops to stop them or whatever. But first thing you do is check the stories, and believe it or not, the ones I've been involved on. These people have all this stuff and radios in the car already before, but they don't have their fucking stories straight. straight. Well, they were found to have three and a half kilos of cocaine hidden under the back seat with a street value estimated approximately $150,000. Michael Hernandez and Naomi Puente, 43, were arrested and booked into the Livingston Parish Detention Center on possession with intent to distribute and several other charges. In addition to the arrest, Walker police intend to explore the possibility of asset forfeiture with oh, respect to the suspect's vehicle. Uh, it's the only they reason want, they're doing they want it. The charger? It's the only reason. It's called working interdiction. That's, that, that's, that's, that's a guarantee. Well, they say in an effort to send a message to people involved in the trafficking and distribution of dangerous drugs, they are going to use every tool available to go after the offenders uh, with the uh, forfeiture of the vehicle being one of those. Both suspects remain at the detention center. But, you know, one of my questions to you, Woody, would be uh, how does it work when you get – what, do you just auction these off at Uh, some point? So, uh, yeah, they can. But back in the day, Willie actually uh, had one uh, confiscated a Corvette, and and they painted the color and said "Thanks, drug dealer" on the license plate, personalized plate. <laughs> uh, but but the, what they do is so that's not a chance traffic stop. Okay, Walker only has jurisdiction for like not even a mile probably of interstate. So they got right. somebody up there working interdiction and you only got to get lucky once. And now the money is going the opposite direction. These people are going this direction uh, uh, or we're headed eastbound. It's not to go to Florida. It's more to go to Hammond. So you got I-55 that runs north and you got mm-hmm. 59 that runs north. You got all, uh, you go to Atlanta, Memphis. all these things. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, but I-10 is the main corridor. But once you, the, the, your sole purpose is to seize their shit and they'll take the vehicles and they'll auction them off. Um, uh, and, but it gets split three ways. The law enforcement gets a third, the DA's office gets a third and the court system gets a third. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's the same thing with cash when they same seize thing cash? With cash, same thing after, after it's adjudicated, they split it three ways. What's the, uh, what's the best hiding place you've ever seen in a vehicle? Oh man, that, uh, a trailer, like a pull behind trailer, pretty long. I can't I forget how many feet it was uh, in between the floorboards and the baseboards. And it took them like, I mean, it took them so long. They knew the dope was there, but they couldn't figure out. They knew they it was there figure, because of canines? Or? No, no, they had tips that it was coming and everything. And, and they knew it was, yeah, the canine. It hit it numerous times, everything, but they couldn't figure it out. And then they ended up having to go take it to a shop and tear it apart. It took like seven hours. Oh my God. And it was inside and it had 50 kilos. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. They, 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 those guys are ingenious. I mean, that's what they do. So, but you better believe somebody died on that one because of that. But you know what? The, the, the amount there is a misnomer. Is, is, Way low, in my opinion. Usually, it's like twenty eight thousand a kilo before it's stepped on, before it's cut. And now they used to cut it with with um, baby formula, but now that they're cutting with fentanyl, 
Shit, that could be a million. baby formula? Yeah, or b- baby formula. Powder. The, the, the powdered powder, baby formula. Yeah, powdered baby really? formula. And, and the, the, uh, now they cut it with fentanyl so they can, that hundred and some thousand is, is probably over, worth over a million. So whatever. Anyway, y'all, let's go to, this is crazy, and I, I have a lot to say about this, but you you probably wouldn't believe it. I'm, I'm going to read it to you first, and you won't believe it what my opinions are. So in Louisiana, they have a new law or a new bill. It's not a law. Uh, uh, you know, they propose these bills, and they have to vote them in a law. But a Louisiana bill that may soon become law could completely change how people are able to interact with police. The lawmaker behind the legislation calls it a buffer zone for law enforcement, while attorneys call it a legal mess that infringes on people's rights. The <laughs> of bill, course they do. Right? The bill would make it illegal for someone to stand within 25-foot distant range of police officers while they are engaging in their official duties. The new trend is for other people than the ones the officers talking to with to crowd them and they're aware of situations where police officers have been attacked. Now what happens y'all, and this really is a big deal, anytime they're dealing with some asshole on the street or whatever everybody wants to get their phones out mm-hmm. and run in and mm-hmm. try to get the badge numbers and harass them mm-hmm. and they, they they crowd in on them and while they're you know trying to do their job, right? And back in the day I wouldn't put up with that shit. I just, I'd have pulled out and made everybody get back. But nowadays the, I mean, it's, it's the trend. So, and they're trying to change the law to give them this 25 foot barrier. Um, so they, the cops don't have to worry about looking over the shoulder for somebody sneaking them or hitting them or whatever while they're doing this. And I mean, when I did it and nowadays the, the level of respect for police are totally it's different, ridiculous. but the ACA, uh, LU of Louisiana argued the sheer enforcement of this law would be outlandish creating confusion about how far 25 feet away is and how it would be argued in court, along with putting more communication barriers between the community and police. And um, the bill passed the Louisiana legislature uh, with a lot of support, but it now sits on the governor's desk, and he has to make the final decision. Now, listen to me. No fucking way. Never going to happen that, that uh, John Bell Edwards, our governor, ain't going to sign it, first of all. But secondly, I, I just can't do it. And as much as I, I would I'd love it for the safety of the officers, I think you know, this guy is looking at his future political career. And he's going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm pro law enforcement and all that. And, and, and I get it. Uh, no fucking way. How are you going to enforce this? And, and, and you just can't do it. How are you going to, you're going to break out a tape measure every time. So you have a 21 foot rule. In law enforcement, if you invade my personal space, you're coming to me. If I think inside of my head that you're inside a 21 foot zone, I have a right to use force to stop you. Okay, that that's different. Dudes running at you with a knife, and and yeah, I'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by six. But the 24, 25 foot distance, I get what they're trying to say, and I get they're trying to protect. The, and I believe, believe I get to trying to protect the police officers, but that is just not American. You better call for some backup. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I just don't see how it, it can even work. And the lawyers will tie this shit up until the end of the time. The only people going to make money are the lawyers. Y'all is get, there anything like that in any other no, state that's no, gone through? Absolutely that, you not. Know? Y'all get ready because I'm about to disagree with Woody Overton. Mm-hmm. 
big time. Because I'm going to tell y'all, uh, there, even in this area where we're recording out of right now, there is a group running around, and, and I don't know if you call them sovereign citizens or what, but mm-hmm. what they do is they harass officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, off, they will ride around till they see an officer has someone pulled over. They get out their car, and 20 feet, they, got, they get within five feet of these people. Right. They've got a cell phone in this officer's face. And they're basically sitting there saying, hey, did he search your car? Did you give him permission to search your car? What they're doing is they're trying to spark a reaction out of that officer so they can then take that, upload it to YouTube, and become rich off of harassing police officers. Um, It has become such a problem. They will go in the, in our area, the Livingston Parish Courthouse. They will go in the office, office any, any, any public building. And what they say is we can see it in public. We can film it. Y'all, they even go and film inside of the police officer's cars in the parking lot. Let me tell you this on the gym that, and nobody knows this, but they train you in the academy. They've, your peace can be disturbed. Your peace can be disturbed, but a police officer's peace cannot be disturbed. That that is the law. So they can do this, and they can holler at you, and do whatever. You have other remedies that you can you can bring in your backup, and 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 you know say stand back, or if then if then it continues to come forward, then you arrest their ass, right? But the the a peace officer's peace cannot be disturbed. It's just like a us being stars they're like crime they're like crime it, it, paparazzi. Uh, people coming up you putting yourself in that public position you you have to expect any type of person to approach you and now look i i think it's a genius but there's no fucking way they can ever enforce it and a peace officer's police cannot a police officer's peace cannot be to start you are a public official you're doing a public job you put yourself in that situation you have to be subjected now now you come in filming my shit and I arrest people but a lot of people for doing it and if I told you to get back once because I'm handling business and you didn't do it and then I call for backup and as soon as I got done with that asshole I took you to jail there's other ways to handle it I, I just I agree with it it'll never be enforced uh, it'll never be done I think it's a genius idea I know the, the culture of it nowadays but it, it's never going to happen well or some incident Somebody gets hurt. Uh, somebody doing that gets killed. Uh, the officer loses his focus or her focus on what they're supposed to be doing because they're dealing with that. And then an officer gets hurt that's, or killed. And ha- that's what like- Jim's saying. That happens every day now. And these people are making money off of it. And I get that. But that is a sign of the times. And this law, the, you know, it's already, this law already exists. You didn't have. They could be a hundred yards away if they're hollering. You tell them to to move along, mother, move along, and and I'm handling business here. And if they don't, arrest them. Well, according yeah. to to really though, there is no law on that because if you're in public, if you're in public and you're an officer, as as long as you don't impede that arrest, it, it is a law. It's called illegal. public intimidation of a police officer. If I tell you, if I'm handling my business and you're hollering and saying, you know, what's your name, or did y'all see this, da 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 da, da and you know, basically threatening to get your job, and you're doing wrong, and you're acting lawfully, then you could arrest them. 
and and then you, you can arrest them for anything you want to. Well, uh, I think it's yeah. uh, an interesting subject going into to my next story, which is yeah. a, a, a good, story. Great, great. And I, I appreciate your point. And I agree with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a story about California, about a former sheriff's deputy who is speaking out after her attacker was acquitted despite a shocking video that shows him brutally beating her, taking her gun from her, and firing at her. Mm-hmm. Um, the suspect, whose name is Ari Young, was acquitted of attempted murder and assault by a jury in connection with this incident that happened in 2019. The beating, which is all caught on camera, shows the pair wrestling as they fell to the ground shortly before he grabs her firearm. So he grabs the uh, the deputy's firearm and... Uh, and shot at her while she attempted to flee the scene. So she, he gets it from her after a wrestling match, and she punches him. I mean, he punches her several times, and she goes to run away, and he begins shooting at her. So the, the former deputy's name is Megan McCarthy. And McCarthy said the, the only thing that she thought of in the moment is, I'm about to be murdered. I'm about, I'm about and, to die. And she used all his defense on the man. She hauled ass. <laughs> well, she says she was in so much pain and— uh, uh, because he had broken bones in her face, multiple bones in her face, uh, with the beatdown he gave her, that the only thing she thought was that she was dead. And by the grace of God, a malfunction saved her life. So I don't know exactly what the malfunction with the weapon was, but he couldn't he couldn't discharge uh, he couldn't shoot her right away. So maybe there was a safety or something. Something mm-hmm. happened that gave her a head start running away. Yeah. And uh, and then. The guy the, wasn't much of a shot and the, missed her with the shot. Let me tell you this. Took. I saw I, I saw this and I, and I followed this and she did you see the pictures? Yeah. She's beats the shit. Yeah, no, I have a picture okay. right here for her. Um and that's why it's so hard to believe how this story ends. But so so she t- turned and ran away and then she hears another gunshot go off and knows that he's firing at her as she's running away. So a California jury found this guy not guilty of attempted murder and not guilty of assaulting a police officer, instead finding him guilty of only a much lesser charge of negligent discharge of a firearm. And they failed to reach a verdict on several other things. Uh, the defense lawyer for, uh, for him claimed that McCarthy did not have reasonable suspicion to justify patting down his schizophrenic client. When she arrived at the scene, now, the is, the issue was whether the initial detention of Mister Young was legal or not. If it's not, then he's not guilty. He could punch her a hundred times, and it wouldn't matter. Is what this defense attorney says. M- McCarthy rushed to the home, and so they she uh, she gets a call. Uh, she rushes to the the home. She sees a man with clenched fists coming out of this house who's making a beeline in her direction uh, right as she got out of her patrol vehicle. So she attempts to stop him and arrest him on the spot, but he quickly uh, begins punching her. So, I mean, a fight ensues. He overwhelms her. He gets her on the ground. And uh, uh, and the whole time, by the way, his mother is standing behind him and she's got a knife in her hand. Nice. Um, and uh, McCarthy at this point was the only deputy uh, on scene. Uh, their backup would arrive, but, uh, uh, but video taken, which was taken on a neighbor's cell phone who saw this 
uh, happening shows the pummeling that she took to her face. And uh, and then he beat her to the ground, seized the gun, and began firing the shots. Her injuries included broken uh, thumb, orbital, uh, black eye. Here's a picture for you yeah. guys. Everybody. Just yeah. see her broken uh, eye bones and everything else. Uh, but, uh, you know, so McCarthy, who is now a former sheriff's deputy, says she worries uh, about the precedent her alleged attacker's acquittal has, has – uh, has set in the impact uh, on morale of law enforcement, which is, as we all know, across the country, already in a horrible state. She said, uh, it blows my mind that this is the precedent we're setting for not just this community, but for law enforcement. How do we tell the millions of cops tomorrow, um, millions, the thousands of cops tomorrow that go back to work, uh, uh, you know, kiss your loved ones goodbye, wear a bulletproof vest, and and this is... uh, uh, this is how uh, they, they support you. Um, I was called to that house to help. That gives me the exact cause of law enforcement to help someone. And the fact that these people believe I did something wrong to the point where I almost lost my life is heartbreaking. I still don't understand what they think she should have done. They didn't, what she should have done is shot him uh, uh, quicker. <laughs> and that's it, it. But the deal being is two things. One is called the fruit of the poisonous tree. If, that, and, and it sounded like she, uh, this dude didn't have a hooey uh, attorney. He actually had a pretty good attorney. And if if they can prove or the state can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that she lawfully engaged him, then it's it's not illegal. If, if I go to arrest you and it's an unlawful arrest and you know it's unlawful, you have the right to fight. I mean, the, uh, you can... Fight, you know, you have a right to kill a mama when they're running away. But it, the and Courtney Coco's thing, when they broke into my hotel room and the cops were outside or whatever, and I knew I was in the right thing, if they had stopped me, I would have resisted because I knew I had everything. I was filming it and whatever, and, you know, my history with, with those people. And I absolutely, they'd have beat my ass, but I'd have got some licks in, and I'd have been legal because they'd have had no reason to stop me. And I would have had proof of it on video. But I don't understand this case in fucking this California. The, the, <laughs> I mean, not everybody just, in California, honestly. Just, but, just, that's, the, that's the ultimate yeah. uh, uh, splain away. It's yeah. California. Well, I mean, obviously, the defense attorney and, and was, was good, and the prosecution was shitty. A uh, uh, horrible story. All right, a Wisconsin woman Wisconsin. is Shout accused out. of fatally stabbing. Hey, Taylor. Wisconsin story. I had to say sorry. A, a Wisconsin woman is accused of fatally stabbing her boyfriend in the chest after he accused her of cheating. A 27-year-old woman killed her boyfriend during a fight, even though she only wanted to scare him. On Saturday, the Racine Police Department officers responded to a call of a stabbing, found a 27-year-old man lying on the sidewalk, and he was bleeding from his chest. The woman, identified as Adelia Zuniga, confessed to stabbing the victim. Officers took her into custody for an interview and booked her into jail where she is being held on charges of first-degree homicide. Uh, Gomez Zuniga and the victim, who was not identified, started fighting because he was drinking alcohol, even though he was supposedly sober for a year. Mm. The victim blocked her from entering the house and said he thought she was cheating on him. 
Uh, Zuniga made her way into the home, and they reportedly kept arguing about the cheating, as well as who paid the bills. Really? Yeah, so the victim then pushes Zuniga on the table, so she picked up a knife from the sink, and the victim taunted her and said, you ain't going to stab me. So Zuniga stabbed him in the chest, and she told police she didn't take her pills today. The victim fled the home, and Zuniga uh, reportedly followed him because he took money prior to the stabbing. A neighbor said he saw the victim outside holding his chest, and it was full of blood. It was actually oozing blood, according to the neighbor, and he died in the neighbor's arms. Gomez Zaniga told police, I can't believe he's dead. That wasn't my intention. I just wanted to scare him. She was good until she chased him out of the house and and stabbed him. Yeah. She could have done it inside. He entered and all that. Well, and she didn't take her pills. Yeah. You can't can't hold her responsible. Right. Right. (laughs) I didn't take mine. She did need her pills, but stabbing is generally going to do more than scare someone. Yeah, especially when it's in the chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not stabbing them in the leg. You know, you're yeah. stabbing them with in, intent to do uh, deadly harm, in my right. opinion, when you stag, stab them in the chest. But, uh, it, you know, that story is just in in a big indicator of how something small in an argument can, can escalate, escalate to where now you have killed somebody. This right. was essentially over uh, cheating and uh, – Drinking and so many of those lately. People getting yeah. stabbed and shit. And uh, I wonder if she puts that on her dating profile online now. <laughs> yeah. Do you think when you come in there? I don't know. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably wouldn't be. But shout out to our Wisconsin people, my, my family up there, right? So I'll tell you this. This happens a lot. You wouldn't believe it. But um, I'll take you to Florida where a city police officer was arrested and stripped of his duties after being pulled over by a county sheriff's deputy. Now, catch the difference, y'all. Both cops, one's for the city, one's the sheriff's office. But he was pulled over for reckless driving. Um, Officer uh, uh, Alexandra Shayuni was allegedly driving 80 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone in a marked Orlando Police Department vehicle when he was pulled over by a deputy of Seminole County Sheriff's Office according to the police dash cam footage. Mm, pretty much you don't pull other cops over. That's an unwritten rule. But anyway, but keep, keep continuing. Yeah, was the deputy activated his lights and raced to catch up with the uh, Orlando police unit, right? And after we reportedly noticed him speeding down the local road, over 100 miles an hour trying to catch up to him, the deputy noted, according to the video. When the deputy finally called up to Shinui, who had turned his own lights on before pulling over. The two got into an argument. That's going to happen. With Shinobi emphasizing that he was on the way to work. So I'm going to work, man, my man. And, um, why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going to work? He said, because you're going 80 and a 45. He said, well, I'm going to work, Shinobi uh, said, indicating his Orlando Police Department uniform. What does it look like I'm dressed for? What does it look like I'm dressed for? And Following the back and forth on the footage, it showed that Shinui refusing to give the deputy his driver's license before getting back in his police car and speeding off again, right? Authorities identified Shinui by his badge and police cruiser, and he was ultimately charged with resisting an officer, 
reckless driving, and fleeing and eluding law enforcement officer with lights and sirens active. She was subsequently relieved of duty and an investigation is pending. Um, you know, so they t- they t- basically they told him, well, let me tell you about this. The <laughs> This deputy, he's blackballed. Forever. I mean, it's just an unwritten rule. I know people hate to hear this. Uh, 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 and we say about your speed and to go to whatever. And I know cops are supposed to follow the law and all that. Well, we call it rolling gold. You get pulled over, you roll gold, courtesy, you let them go. I was taught in academy by an old, old timer. And he said, look, you pull over another officer. If you can't help them, don't hurt them. You know what I mean? No matter your way you do it. and, and the, But they had one, I don't know if y'all remember, it was just a couple of years ago. It was in Miami. And it was a Miami cop in marked unit speeding through, and a deputy pulled him over. Or it might have been a trooper in a, in a city. Whatever it was, one of them was speeding through. The other one uh, got behind him, and the mother, they didn't stop. And then they got into, when they did stop, they got into a fist fight. I'm handling business and you're stopping me and they end up tying up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I but mean, to say that really though, I mean, if you're just going to work, I mean, you should, probably shouldn't be going 80 miles an hour, but the, you pull over another cop. Now, if they're drunk or something like that, if yeah, that's know. not in the story, right? The guy yeah. wasn't impaired in any way. He was, no, just, he was going to work, but whatever. Going to work. While, I mean, he was wrong. That's the great. Yeah. But, he absolutely was wrong. And, but I'm going to tell you, this other dude is going to catch a. He he's in blackballing. Banjos a Friday with banjos. Mississippi story. Uh oh, what part? Two dumb folk in Mississippi. Uh, Flowood. Flowood. Well, it's it's nice Jackson. Park. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Jackson. Like used to go up there twice. It's actually a nice. Yeah. Little area, typically. Right. Okay, well, two uh, folks were arrested. They won the lottery. Well, they had winning lottery numbers anyway, okay. but there was a little problem with their ticket. So these two Mississippi men were arrested after investigators said they doctored a scratch-off lottery ticket to make it appear that they had won $100,000. Otis Latham, age 47, and Russell Sparks, 48, were arrested by the Flowood PD on Monday after the Mississippi Lottery Corporation contacted authorities about a forged ticket. The authorities authorities said they used superglue to affix winning numbers to a losing ticket and then went to the Mississippi Lottery Office in Flowood in an attempt to cash in. There's an actual name for this crime in the lottery industry known as a, quote, cut and paste. Uh, Mm. When Mississippi lottery officials uh, were asked about the incident, they stated it was visibly a fraud. But we also scanned the front side and back side. We double checked it and it was not a winning ticket. The only thing that made it a winning ticket was they cut some numbers off a second ticket and super glued them on this. this is stupid. The duo was charged with conspiracy to commit and uttering counterfeit instrument and uttering counterfeit instrument. What the hell does that mean? Over a thousand dollars. Attempting to fake a lottery ticket is punishable by up to twenty years in prison Holy and a crap. fifty thousand dollar fine. Right. Wants, the state wants their money. That, that's Hall of Fame dumb. 
Like, yeah, like that really is. cutting and pasting yeah, like, numbers into They're not going to check a winning lottery ticket, though. They're not going to scan it like and test it. They probably put acid tests on that motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I would just like years. to see, was it like even a good fake oh, or sure. were like things no, hanging off? They said it just cut it, uh, cut it and paste it. That's, That's not a good, uh, dumb criminal. need a visual right. of those dumb asses, yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not black anaconda. <laughs> just a regular anaconda. White anaconda, boy. <laughs> I was thinking about glory hole. <laughs> All right, y'all. BWC. Time for kinky crimes for Friday. Uh, y'all, the cops arrested a female driver who stripped in the back of the squad car. Um, I mean, stripped. Like, she took off her clothes, but... She was in a handcuffs behind her back, right? Mm. So she slipped one hand out, and this used to happen all the time. Now, a lot of times they slipped, slide them underneath the feet and get them in front. They used to really piss me off. And then they <laughs> did it the second time, then I'd roll them over and shackle them in hog tie so they couldn't do it again. But this chick, not only does she get, gets one hand out, but that, that's poor work on the police officer's part, gets one hand out, then she strips butt naked, and they still bring her to the jail. And uh, she had another warrant anyway, but she was arrested for driving under influence. And she got naked in the back of the car. And when she got to the jail, then they go to get her out of the car. Well, guess what? They realized she was naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she she refused to go in. So the officers walked over towards her, and she swung the loose handcuff dangling from her wrist and struck the squad car window, causing the chip in the glass, and she was then put into jail. And shout-out to RRC Daily listener Cecilia Trapani Sintbach for sending us the story. We're going to call her. She's that. a listener. That's, that's who sent us the that's story. So we're going to get her name right. Hey, we love you. You know I... Okay, so you said Cecilia Trapani... Almost made through an episode without getting grammar. Cecilia Trapani Zutenbach. Yes, so she sent us that, that story. That's exactly Cecilia. what I said. Cecilia, That's, we love you. I just wanted to translate what Woody and love, love the story. Great story. Thank and you so kinky much. Kinky Crimes for Friday. Yeah, shout out. A Kinky Crime Before kinky Father's crime. Day. And speaking right. of Father's Day, y'all, I have a little game we're going to play and we're going to call it Father's Day Family Feud. Right. And it's going to be between Woody. And Mike. Oh, yeah. Now, both of y'all know the I rules of like family, family feuds, and so we don't have to. I'm the, the, table, I'm the right? pregame favorite here, I got to believe. Yeah, you probably are. We don't have to go over the rules, and the people at home listening right now or at work or wherever they're listening, they know the rules. Okay, too. This so is all Father's get, Day related? Yeah. Uh, we have, how, how many questions do we have? Uh, well, you let the host get to okay, it here. Sorry. All right. Sorry. The and top. Are you Steve Harvey or are you old-time host? You're sore loser. I'm I'm. I'm Steve Harvey because I'm not kissing nobody on the cheek. And I all like that. Steve Harvey. Who was that guy? Harvey, Who was the guy? Uh, that the English guy, Richard, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah. I used to watch Pat every day. Sajak is stepping down. I saw that. So, all right. Well, this is your chance to impress people, Jim. And you might be the next Pat Sajak. My chance, Pat Sajak. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to tell y'all that uh, the top ten answers are on the board, and these are the most. Common items stolen for Father's Day in the year 2022. I wasn't ready yet. Okay. All right. So you just hit the table, and I will make the determination on who hit first. Wait. You just you, isn't the category the most common item stolen for Father's Day? 
Yes. And then we both hit the table. Well, you go first. Go ahead. I'm going to beat okay. you anyway. Go well, ahead. The guy who Mike. Don't you guys don't watch, watch enough feuds. Hey, go the ahead. one who hits hey, first hey, hey, has a choice go. of whether they so want to go. You cheated and hit first, but I'm, I'm being generous and let you go first because I'm going to beat your ass anyway. Go Wait, ahead. You, Get, go, give me your answer. Give me your answer. Cheated? No, you won. Get out, get out. I'm not. I'm not. Now you know you're my wife. Uh, Mike, you're really, you won. Mike, I, you're right. I'm wrong. I defer, and Woody can go. Oh, no, no, no. Ah, you, no, you won it. When you chime in first, you, you have a chance of taking it go or ahead. letting the other team, the other family, go. Do so you really? Yes. I've never seen anybody let that. You guys watch the feud. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with an old. Standby favorite, and but now you know, you know what I'm gonna go outside the box. I'm gonna say um, earbuds. <laughs> I was I know what I was gonna say. You get three way. strikes. How many answers are on the board? By the way, ten. To tell us, but you gotta well, hey, there are ten answers gotta, on the board. You gotta get, you, you gotta give an answer. If you don't get it right, you if you get it right, you have a choice to play or not. If not, it comes back to me because no. you said I hit it first. That's the rules. <laughs> no, Yes, it is. Help me, folks. These people do not that, know that's the, the rules. Of the family feud. When no. we you both when slap, family, if you both get it wrong, the first one that slaps has has the right to play. That's right. When you both get a strike. Oh, this is the face. Oh, so this is you, our face. But this, I, yeah, so face we're off. still face off. Okay. okay. So go ahead. Okay. What he missed, his wasn't even on the board. A tie. I was going to say that. Ding. Number say, eight. Right. I was going to say that. Is tie. Be. Generic. So you got now, a point. You get, now so you, you get to now my you get family to me team, team you, has to answer. You get to, you get to play or pass. getting three strikes. Nine other things. Right. Uh, cologne. Ding. That is number three. A robe. Eh. Took me a long time to decide that, which means that there were things like pajamas on there. No, well, you can't. You can't list. slide in you, and you got two two more guesses. Well, I get two more strikes. Right. So that's well, yeah, because you're going to get it wrong. But go ahead. So it's a no on pajamas. <clears throat> that's your second strike. Meanwhile, my, my family's huddled up in the corner, going for the steal, for the steal. Time's going to run out. Yeah, it is. Uh, watch. <clears throat> What did you say? Watch. For the steel, a type of electronic device. Too broad. No, it, it, it could be anything. Uh, let's just Your narrow it down. Was Any, anything. Yeah, you self, can't cell, that, cell phone. Anything, so you're saying cell phone? Cell phone. Damn. So Mike wins. Well, what kind of bad answers were they given? Because we were hitting. What were they? All right, I'll go through road. them. Number 10. High-end liquor. Oh. Number cool. nine, electric razors. Really? Number eight, ties. Got that. Number seven, disposable chargers. Number six, men's jewelry. I said a watch. Well, that is okay. okay. Number five, dress belts. Really? Number four, dress belt. shoes. What? Shoes. Shoes. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> number three, cologne. Number uh, two, cologne. cigarettes. Really? I yes. Those, huh? Yep. And the number one stolen item for Father's Condoms. Day. Condoms. New wallets. Really? 
I don't use the wallet. No, 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 no. Hey, God, that just shows us what shitty gifts there are for Father's Day. Is there anything on that list that you would want for Father's Uh, Day? Absolutely. The charger. The cologne. I don't do The electric razor. I don't use a wallet. Wallet, I would do it. The high end liquor, maybe. High end liquor, definitely. What about cigarettes, Woody? I said I have a sold cigarette. No, not as a gift. But how the fuck are you going to steal cigarettes? You got to get behind the counter and get them out of the case now. They do it. They make yeah. it happen. Hey, but seriously, they happy Father's Day to y'all. Uh, um, Same to you. And and, and all gonna, the dads I'm out there. I want to give a shout out real quick. The Woody uh, hitting the table, y'all. I'm sorry, because <laughs> uh, I feel very, very emphatic about this. Here's to all the fathers who've gone before us and that are in heaven. Uh, one of my dear buddies. Richard Johnson, who was a colonel for West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office, he used to send me a text every Father's Day. This is probably inappropriate, but I'm going to say it anyway. He'd say, he'd say, Happy Father's Day, you mother humper. Because <laughs> you couldn't you have been a father animal. without doing that, right? Anyway, Happy Father's Day. Hope you all enjoy it. Any special plans, Jim? No. Not that I know of. Sometimes they surprise me. Yeah. So. I'm not aware of anything, but Mike. chilling, cooking some steaks. Are you gonna cook for? You, no, for they're gonna cook for me. The boys are gonna cook for you. I think my wife's gonna do it. Uh, I I think the kids should should do it because I mean I'm sure my wife's gonna do it too. But the kids should do it because it's Father's Day. It's uh, not mom. The gift I want is for this effing closet to be done. Oh, that dude's still in your closet? No, no, oh she God. kicked him out. She fired him, but then after firing him. Realized he did like half the shit wrong and drawers oh are my the wrong. God. So I still have crap all over the upstairs of my house. It's driving me crazy. Well, you know what? Yeah. The you, gift, my gift for that. Father's Day is that my wife finishes her closet. Look. I'm going to run down to Costco fishing, come back, I'm going to sit in the creek and drink beer. There you go. Yeah. That's, uh, look. Bloody Angola. Bloody Angola. Bloody Angola. The second uh, Warden in the series of Warden two. Burl Kane. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, on bloody and hey, also real quick the the Wesleydale Morgan. Where's Wesleydale Morgan, y'all? It, we, I know we can solve this case, lifers. We we I've gotten so many tips this week. Please continue to call them in. I'm Please. forwarding them to the right authorities, and he would be 24 years old uh, today. So look around, find Wesleydale Morgan. I know he's not dead. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman, and I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Daniel Penny's innocent.